Hey folks, it's us, podcasting wonderkins John Bishop and Lucas Southworth. Although this is a podcast about cars, it is not age-appropriate for the target demographic of these films, as we usually end up talking about the reproductive organs of Lightning McQueen. Alright, now let's take a look under the hood. reality. It's more than a linear path. It's a prism of endless possibility. I am the Watcher. I am your guide through these vast new realities. Follow me and dare to face the unknown and ponder the question. Hey, what's up with cars? <laughs> this is like a chat. Nice. Oh man, it's been a while since we did a fun intro. I'm Lucas Southworth. He's John Bishop. He's not the Watcher. I would know if he was the Watcher and he's not the Watcher. Or would you? I guess I wouldn't. Mm. Oh, well. Anyway, yeah, we're ripping off Marvel this week, baby. Yeah. In case you're wondering what we mean by that, because you didn't recognize my wonderful uh, performance of the Watcher's speech at the beginning of the What If series, um, we're just going to we're going to do the thing where we're like, hey, wouldn't it be crazy if light lightning didn't didn't lose? Yeah, baby, we were like, yeah, everyone's talking about what if, which isn't even true. It's not a cultural touchstone in the way WandaVision or even Loki was. Mm-hmm. But some people are talking about what if. A lot uh, of people are watching it. There we go. They're the watchers. So we thought, let's cash in, baby. And honestly, I'm kind of surprised it took us, what, 106 episodes to think of, yeah, let's just do like some speculative what if things had gone different in the movies episodes were you also a little surprised by that no but that's just because if you think about it and you think about the 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 endless possibility uh that is the prism of time space and reality sure or you know talking about a variety of movies in various ways and being allowed to just not talk about them that that means that the list of topics we can discuss is anything and everything involving or related to cars. Mm-hmm. And since we allow ourselves to talk about things that aren't cars, also everything else. <laughs> yeah. And I'm last time I checked, that that was everything. Yeah, okay. I see what you're saying. Also, we kind of do already ask the question, what if, every episode. But instead of what if things in the movies had happened differently, we say things like, what if because of things that did happen, that means unseen things are happening in the movies? So what if there was an army of human beings who were just underground? <laughs> yes. And cha- instead of changing things, we're we, we actually do the opposite. We try we keep the movies exactly the same and ask what if. <laughs> but this week we're doing the opposite. <laughs> Okay. Uh, and we thought we would say, like, what if some stuff had gone differently? And right off the bat, full credit to a Screen Rant video that I watched 
that gave me not only the the idea for this series, but the idea for this specific topic of this series, which is what if Lightning had listened to his pit crew and changed his tires in the first Cars movie? So in the very first race, in the very first scene in the movie, what if instead of being a cocky son of a gun, he had gone in, changed his tires, and potentially won the race? Also, they give credit to a Reddit user that they stole it from, and that would be uh, Juventus7Shop. So I'll link both the video and his Reddit post in uh, on our Twitter if you want to read or watch either of those. Okay. Yeah. So, John, what if he had changed his freaking tires? What if he had not blown a tire to cause a three-way tie with the King and Chick Hicks? All right. So I need to ask a question about your what if. Sure, sure, sure. Is the what if essentially what if he had just not blown a tire and won? Essentially it is because of what, uh, as I said, the Reddit user. The Reddit user has done a lot of legwork for us because they have figured out uh, that even the movie kind of implies that he would have won either way if he had changed his tires. But he goes into a lot of detail of like how big of a lead he did have. Uh, and how taking a longer pit stop while it would have shortened his lead wouldn't have been enough for him to lose. So he provides some pretty strong evidence that yes, Lightning would have won if he changed his tires. So I think that's sort of our our springboard is not just the changed his tires, but what if he had won that first race? But I don't know, it's more fun to make it a tiny thing. Like what if he had changed his tires? (laughs) Now, from what I understand about this movie... Him not getting his tires changed at that specific point in time allowed him to beat the other car that was basically setting the lap, which meant that he was a lap ahead. Yes. If he had not done that, would he have then been in third place? No, he still would have been in. He still would have been way ahead of everyone just by. I think the guy says he looks like he's about fifteen seconds ahead. Uh, and it w- would have been more like he was about five seconds ahead of everyone else, which in a NASCAR race is still like a lot. Okay. Well, if he had gotten his tires changed, he probably would have been fine. Even if he had just gone slower on his last lap, he probably would have been fine. Yeah. So, well, I, I think the importance of what I'm trying to get at is, are we saying what if Lightning McQueen was already more of a team player? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's an important caveat that I want to get into is because like if lightning gets his tires changed, that's a different lightning. Mm -hmm. Because if it's just what if his tires didn't burst, then he would have won and he would not have learned his lesson until significantly later. And he wouldn't have had all the things happen. Uh, Basically, he would have just been really cocky until he got hurt. Yeah. Uh, so if he had just won the race without anything changing other than his tires didn't explode and he wins, then he's probably going to continue being the young upstart who's winning like crazy until one of these days, his lack of a crew or lack of consistency is going to result in him taking a tumble and getting really hurt. Mm -hmm. But if he decides... 
to get his tires changed instead of forgoing it. For me, that means one of two things. Either A, it's a fundamentally different lightning, even if in just a slight way, even mm-hmm. if we just turn the dial just enough so he's not so cocky that he ignores the advice, or he has a more forceful pit crew voice, someone who convinces him, someone who he trusts more, uh, or someone who just like yells at him and scares him enough to like do it, something along those lines. So yeah, I don't know. Which do you think is the more interesting route to go down? He gets his tires changed or he never, his tires just don't explode at all. Now, here is, unfortunately, a thing where we disagree. Okay. You were talking about how you think that that could very easily lead into an analysis that would last an entire episode. Sure. But I keep coming to two conclusions. Either he just happens to not have his tires burst, and he succeeds, and he doesn't learn his lesson, and his career is short and fantastic until he spectacularly gets hurt and explodes, probably dying. Or he doesn't need to learn the lesson. He just kind of already respects people. So he gets his tires changed and he wins and he just is already the better racer that he needs to become. That's fair. And I get what you're saying. But I think there's a lot to cover in Radiator Springs if Lightning McQueen never shows up. Because if lightning never shows up, they just fade into nothingness, the town of Radiator Springs. Mm-hmm. They were on the brink, and lightning and the publicity he brought saved them. Mm-hmm. So that was where a lot of the episode was for me, was discussing the fate of the citizens of Radiator Springs if lightning didn't basically save their little town. But I don't know. I think we can... I think there's something we could do with... I think we could, A, describe his short, incredible career where he burns out fantastically, and that would be very fun. I think we could also describe his... He's still very cocky, but this is sort of his trajectory if he just listens to his crew a little bit more. So, I don't know. What do you think? I think there's another possibility we could consider. Okay. That I think we could easily talk about for a long time. I love it. How is God King Mater going to react? Because we do believe that Mater set into motion defensive cards. Are we assuming that this only happens because Mater decides he's no longer interested? He's like, you know what? I've already seen the what if episode of this. Uh, I'm just going to allow him to live his life however he wants and we're good. I mean, who would be the watcher if not Mater? You know? Mater's not the watcher because the watcher does not interact. (laughs) You're absolutely right. I forgot that the watcher's whole thing is he does not interfere and all Mater does is interfere. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah. Yeah, I guess maybe... Maybe in this world, Mater just doesn't have the power. Or he doesn't have as much. Maybe that's the real what if here. What if Mater didn't psychically explode one of Lightning's tires and then force him out of Mac's trunk on the way to California? Okay. Um, If we're going the Mater doesn't have his powers anymore, then I can say that in this what if scenario, that means that Mia and Tia are free. Oh, thank God. 
at least they have the choice. Yeah, at least they aren't playthings in a madman's dollhouse. And that's pretty great, but <laughs> we're getting pretty ahead of ourselves. Okay. I think we should examine Lightning in some detail and his career trajectory. You know what I'm trying to say. Trajectory. Both on the just a little less cocky scale and the fully as cocky, just very lucky scale. All right. Uh, If you, and I I think I've got the word that you were trying to say, uh, trajectory. Yes, absolutely. Thank you, John. Mm -hmm. Uh, And his trajectory is, of course, going to be cocky boy. He wins. He, He wins by specifically ignoring anyone and everyone who wants to help him. What does that teach him? Keep on keeping on. So (laughs) he goes to another race and he's, you know what? He's, I'm not good with just winning. I need to destroy my opponents. And he does it. And somehow his tires are good. He's fine. And we are assuming that nothing tragic happens for any reason for, I don't know, a a bit. Mm -hmm. Best case scenario, no accidents. He's just kind of a general jerk. When he is faced with the problem of how are you going to win against Jackson Storm? Mm. He is you except better. I think that's going to make this man who has only ever won by being himself and pushing and being uh, reckless into doing some reckless things like maybe some performance-enhancing drugs or modifications. Yes, John. Now we're getting into it. (laughs) There's no way that a man who has only ever made selfish choices, uh, only ever done the risky, I'm going to win no matter the cost, I don't care about anyone else, I think there's no way he doesn't turn to performance enhancement. You know, John, I think you're absolutely, absolutely correct. And that's something I hadn't even considered, and I absolutely love it. Because even in the canon of Cars 3, he does push himself too hard because Jackson gets just pushes every button he has. And he has a fantastic and fiery crash because of it. Mm-hmm. So turn the reckless dial up to 11... <laughs> Uh, it's gonna, it's not, let me say, it's not gonna be reckless. And this time imagined I said it with a W, like a car wreck. I I heard the W. Okay, thank (laughs) you, John. Uh, I appreciate that. But yeah, he he totally, he totally does nitrous or whatever. Mm -hmm. Maybe he would still meet the delinquent road hazards in this world because of Mm -hmm. that. He, uh, he finds some people, he gets in with the delinquent road hazards, and guess what? He still goes to Radiator Springs. Oh, okay. And guess what? Mm-hmm. He still gets arrested. But you know what? You know what problem ha- occurs? You know what doesn't result in him ending up with Sally and being friends with Mater? Guess who's the judge? Well, Doc's already dead. I gotta it's imagine. Sally. Yeah. And you know what Sally was was wanting to do? She was wanting to put him away. She was wanting to make him pay for everything and uh learn his lesson so you know what lightning goes to jail he doesn't become a love interest he doesn't become a best friend he goes to jail and this is his very public downward spiral and sally is not having any of it this this charmer is going to jail and he's paying for his crimes 
and uh, she uses this to get Sheriff to actually arrest the road hazards for for their uh, tuner operation, and everything uh, is a lot more bleak. Yeah, because I imagine Sally and Lightning barely worked in the movie, right? Mm-hmm. Like they barely got to a point where they were able to be just them their full selves with each other, which they found they really liked. But in this world, years later, Radiator Springs has just continued to spiral down the drain. One of her good friends and mentors, Doc Hudson, has passed away. We're looking at a more hardened Sally, a darker, less optimistic Sally. And we're also looking at a Lightning McQueen who's just, you know, more of a dick in this world where he doesn't, I think he loses a lot of like that real self under the the jerk exterior. And he's mostly just the jerk exterior by this point if he's only been proven like, hey, you doing these horrible things is absolutely the right move. It makes you win every time. And... You're the greatest in the world. Don't ever let anyone convince you different. Like, these two do not like each other at any point. Mm-hmm. They don't like each other, and we've already discussed that uh, Mater doesn't have his powers in this world. He's not going to be the person saving Lightning. There's, there's nothing for it except Lightning is just going to be in a lot of trouble with no one to help him. Yeah, I think you're And at this point... We're thinking about all that. Someone's going to bring up, well, perhaps uh, because he's a lot more wealthy, a lot more famous. Maybe at this point, he's got people who will try and get him out of the situation because in our world, that's what happens. If you have money, you get out of trouble. That's just that's just how it is. Except we already know that there is a wealthy man who wants to get rid of lightning. Go on. <clears throat> it, it's just sterling. Uh, Sterling. Okay. Yeah, Sterling. Yeah, sure. Yeah, he does. <laughs> yep. He just wants to. Okay, so I've bought uh, Lightning. Lightning is this jerk. He doesn't have the support of Rusty's anymore. He doesn't have anyone really on his side, even though he's got the deal with Dynaco. I was going to say, yeah. He doesn't have King's support. Uh, so Mr. The King's not going to try and help either Sterling or Lightning learn their lessons. So it's just going to be this tragedy where uh, lightning, the rights to lightning get bought up and he's an older car and he starts losing and he starts trying to use drugs and augmentations to take care of that. And the person who owns the rights to him wants to silence that, keep that down. So you know what happens? He just he just kind of disappears. And he just lets lightning kind of rot, I imagine. Mm-hmm. Man. Bleak stuff, but that's why we do a podcast to talk about bleak things in the Cars universe. <laughs> so uh, just take that advice from Lightning McQueen in Cars. Sometimes setbacks, sometimes failures are good for you. Yeah, absolutely. But let's rewind the clock, John. Let's go back and make it so he doesn't get lucky. He actually listens to someone. And I sort of alluded to this before. But I do think it would be more interesting if instead of uh, him going into the pit because he's just, I don't know, nicer, smarter, more respectful. What if he's just got a voice in the pit 
that he just can't help but listen to. What if he's got, he doesn't have a crew chief in uh, Cars, the first Cars movie, but what if a character steps up, John? And to talk about this character, we are going to go into the wiki quote of the day. I've stopped trying to nickname it, but I guess I still do because I do this of the day. Give me that admission of being tired of the day. (laughs) Yeah, man, you know it. This time we're going over <laughs> to World of Cards, driving.fandom.com slash wiki slash not Chuck. John, do you remember not Chuck? Not Chuck? Mm-hmm. Oh boy, howdy. That's not Chuck. Do you... No. Okay. <laughs> uh, not Chuck is a bit character, is what I would say. He is a member of Lightning's pit crew that is the like main instigator of like, all right, we quit. You're a butthead, Mr. McQueen. I think that's a quote from the movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Lightning says something along the lines of, oh, what am I going to do without Chuck? Uh, and as he drives off, he says, and my name's not Chuck. Mm-hmm. And in the credits, he is credited as not Chuck. Okay. Which, is a good little joke that they did, but it did mean a character in their movie is canonically named not Chuck. <laughs> anyway, we already know our boy not Chuck has a bit of a temper. He's an angry guy, a forceful guy. What mm-hmm. if instead of turning down the cockiness of McQueen, we turn up the forcefulness and maybe the leadership of not Chuck so much that Lightning has no choice but to listen to him, even being a cocky son of a gun. Mm-hmm. Do you think that's a route that could work? All right, we we dial up his charisma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So instead of Notchuck being a reasonable and uh, understandably ignorable person, sure, we assume that he is just friggin' Terry Crews, and he starts shouting, Lightning, you get in here and we are going to change your tires or so help me, I will go out there and change them while you're racing. And he's like, oh, that, that oh, you care about me. So he, he gets his tires changed and he learns to listen and respect to this one guy. Yes. Okay. So he does it. He still wins. He accepts that, okay, you know, those tires were getting a little bit... Uh, wibbly wobbly and super thin uh maybe this wasn't a terrible idea yeah maybe my boy not chuck knows what he's talking about really quick i'm going to read not chuck's bio because i realized i didn't actually quote anything (laughs) from the wiki uh (laughs) and that's kind of the point of the segment (laughs) his name is not chuck the n in not is capitalized this time not chucky Every other time, it's not going to be capitalized. So let, let me do it with some emphasis here. His name is Not Chuck. Not Chucky, not Chuckmeister, not Chaz, not Chet, not Charlie, and not Charles. He's a firm believer that a racer is only, is only as good as his tires are fresh. So his motto is change them early and change them often. So he's all about changing these freaking tires. Okay. And so his name is Not Chuck. His name's not Chuck. His name's and not his Chuck. his name is also not Chucky. It isn't Chucky. Okay. It's, it's 
Okay, his it's not name is Chucky. It's not Chucky. His name is not Chuck. It so isn't it is... Chucky or Chuckmeister, Chaz, Jet, Charlie, or Charles. But it is not Chucky. Now hang on. <laughs> so his name is not Chuck. Sure. And his name is also not Chucky. Yes. And De- depending not on the capitalization of these ends. We're saying whole different things. <laughs> okay. We can continue on to a full Abbott and Costello who's on first bit if you'd like. <laughs> but <laughs> No, what's on first? Yeah, they, you get it. It's been a few innings. <laughs> oh, man. But I think this puts Lightning on a similar but not the same path. But who it really changes is the life of not Chuck. Okay, so this this isn't a what if about Lightning McQueen anymore. Yeah. This is about the man who got him to listen. I think so. And like it does change Lightning's uh through line, I think. I think if he got cocky Lightning McQueen to actually listen to him, he's got to have something about him that makes Lightning listen, you know? mm mm-hmm. Mhm. And I think it may become, and maybe this is reading into not Chuck a bit too much. <laughs> I think that there becomes a power imbalance eventually. I think not Chuck keeps taking it further and further and further. <laughs> I think not Chuck becomes completely dominant over him <laughs> in this world. He makes all his decisions for him because lightning did not learn to be a racer for the right reasons. He's just kind of scared of not Chuck. Okay. So like with Jackson Storm. Sure. uh, Lightning was just some nerd who liked something that somehow led him to a a competition that was for, hey, are you going to be good as a racer? And then not Chuck was the guy who was like, ah, I see you'd be good at being a racer. So, hey, little nerd, you're mine now. And I'm going to control everything. And you know that Harv guy you have? Let's get rid of him. I'm your agent also. And you know, Mac? Forget him. I'm carrying you everywhere from now on. (laughs) And of course, because it's a comedy podcast, I went to what was funniest first in this situation. It could just be... I don't know, maybe he and Not Chuck have a beautiful friendship and partnership. But I do think it's much more funny if he's just absolutely balls to the wall, terrified of Not Chuck. <laughs> okay, so balls to the wall, terrified of Not Chuck. Yeah. All right. What what does that result in? Now, that's the interesting thing, John, because I didn't think much past I think it'd be funny if he was scared of this bit character from Cars 1. Do you have a reason? Is he afraid because the man's loud? Or is he afraid that this man will dismantle him? See, that's kind of the direction I was going. Maybe not Chuck put a bomb in Lightning McQueen. (laughs) Okay, so so Lightning McQueen, he gets his tires changed early and often. Because there's a bomb in every tire that if he waits too long, will go off. And it's not just during races. 
in races, he's only got a certain amount of laps before they will explode. But in real life, he's got certain amount of times he has to go to places, certain amount of time to just exist without checking in. Man, why is Marvel afraid to get this wild with their what ifs? <laughs> I mean, I did just watch one where uh, the Hulk's heart did a big, big. It did. That was fun. The Hulk exploded. Uh, honestly, they have been. It, there have been several that have been good, and there have been several that have been just okay, and that's just okay. And I'm just saying, there's there's a bit of a parallel there between lightning almost exploding and them just exploding a character. Yeah, okay, I guess they did, on several occasions, kill major characters, while I'm just suggesting that that someone could have their life threatened. Okay, Marvel went farther, but just wait until our Carvel's What If Zombies episode, folks. <laughs> We're gonna really knock it out the park. But that's not this episode. This is um, not Chuck is a monster. I mean, uh, <laughs> I mean, I guess, yeah, not Chuck just sort of takes over his life. <laughs> he really controls his financials to the point that lightning doesn't get to really enjoy the fruits of his labor. <laughs> Not Chuck lives a incredible, luxurious lifestyle on the back of a race car who he has completely turned submissive to him. <laughs> okay. And now that we've discussed the absolute worst kind of relationship. Yeah, let's, let's discuss a good one now. <laughs> I'm getting uncomfortable. What if his reason for listening to not chuck was because not chuck is there and he's just like come on lightning you could get hurt out there and then lightning's like you're the first person to ever care about that part of it oh okay and then they fall in love yes we do establish in our uh autobiographies montgomery mcqueen episode that in an like Orange, man, I can't say origin correctly now. I automatically default to or engine, and I think I've done it in public around people who don't know the podcast, but they're too polite to correct me. Anyway. Hey, Lucas, you going to go see Shang-Chi? I don't know, man. I don't want to watch another origin story. I, I, it just, <laughs> this podcast has poisoned my brain. I hope you enjoy it. <laughs> But yes, we do see in the origin story of Montgomery Lightning McQueen that he gets really badly hurt uh, emotionally uh, when he's betrayed by, I think, a trainer or a sponsor or a crew chief. I don't remember. <laughs> but part of his backstory is an explanation about why he has trust issues in which he's very badly betrayed. So having someone who like genuinely cares about him, I think would get a big reaction out of him. So okay. yes, they would fa they'd fall in love. Great. All right. They, they fall in love. Lightning learns to trust and to respect. And the only difference is uh, mm -hmm. now in Cars 2, there's no Mater. Yeah. So I guess. Yeah. Okay. That's a big one. So Lightning decides to trust someone who tells him that the fuel's good, except this time he is using the fuel because Sarge isn't there to change it out. 
and Mater can't save him. So Lightning just dies <laughs> in Cars 2. Yeah. Man, Lightning really does die without, you know, that one incident. Yeah, man. I mean, because I mean, our boy, not Chuck, like, even if we like on either pass path we put him on whether it's the sadist not chuck or the like actually really cool cares about lightning mcqueen path he's not as absolutely insane as mater is to stumble backwards into a spy plot you know mm-hmm. that but just... that also means he's not going to be able to save him yeah from the spy plot that's exactly what i'm saying so it's not like oh lightning's new best friend slash uh domineer uh would would just fill the slot of mater not chuck wouldn't get into that so i don't know they just kill the american and they would never get the information that they needed to holly shiftwell and uh finn mcgristle would never get the information they needed to stop the plot Mm -hmm. and all the race cars would die and Big Oil would take over the world more than they've already probably taken over this world. Well, the thing is, it's not that all of the race cars would die. It's that because he learns to trust, he is the only person who insists that he's going to continue using it. Yeah, yeah, and like he does in this movie. In and the that's movie. why he has to die. And we're saying that because he falls in love with Nachuk, he learns to trust. So if anyone says i believe in this fuel lightning does the same thing he does in both versions of the movie and he decides to stick to it except in this one no one replaces his fuel yeah in uh the first version of this world we described where lightning just gets lucky and is just a jerk the whole time there's no way he would continue to use the fuel he would immediately be like oh no this is killing people which honest to god makes sense but he, he he wouldn't have got that target painted on his back in Cars too. You're absolutely right. But mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, okay. He dies in Cars too in the in the not Chuck verse. Fascinating. And he dies he, in Cars three in the got lucky still a jerk verse. Mm-hmm. And then the other uh, not Chuck verse. He dies because not Chuck just you you know he He's, he goes crazy. <laughs> Yeah, either that or not, Chuck just drives him into the ground of like, you've got to keep racing, push yourself harder, and then he crashes and dies. <laughs> but at least he changed his tires. At least he changed his tires. He won. He's the first rookie ever to win the Piston Cup. That's mm-hmm. something that's the case in this in either way. He's the first rookie to win the Piston Cup. Good for Lightning. Mm-hmm. Now, John, I'd love to pan the map over to Radiator Springs that we've left just absolutely wasting away without their hero and savior, Lightning McQueen. Okay. Is there a chance that without the excitement and the, um, I don't know, distraction of having famous race car Lightning McQueen in his town, that the doctor of internal combustion notices some sort of health problem that he's been having and has it taken care of and doesn't die. I think if anything, he dies earlier, John lightning put a spark back into his life. Lightning kind of helped him feel alive again. And I think without lightning, he just 
falls more and more into hatred and self-pity and anger. And I think that shortens his lifespan a bit. Okay. I will say when he meets lightning, he does start exercising again. So that's good. Yeah, that's also true. Okay. So Doc's going to die either way. Yeah. Um, Potentially earlier. Yeah. Potentially earlier. Mater is just kind of Mater, I guess. He probably just is one of the only people who continues to have some consistent work. If anything, I think Mater would have more consistent work just because I think the citizens of Radiator Springs would start breaking down more. I think Hmm. (laughs) just because, again, they don't got any stream of income coming in. They can't afford Car's health care. So more and more becomes wrong with their bodies as they slowly waste away with their town. This is a bleak one, huh? Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, Lightning McQueen doesn't lose. He wins, doesn't end up in Radiator Springs. What could then save Radiator Springs? What could save Radiator Springs? You're absolutely right. Because we know the alien visitor didn't save them. We know... Uh, any of the other crazy things didn't save them. The The new business is brought in by Lightning McQueen. D- what do we have? I mean, I don't know, man. Because <laughs> I don't know that anything does save them. <laughs> I mean, maybe Chick Hicks goes on a journey to find himself and breaks down in the desert and Mater tows him and now Mater's best friend is Chick Hicks who also becomes a better person due to the small town charm. But like, I don't know. Chick Hicks is a more fundamentally awful person than Lightning McQueen. So Mm -hmm. I don't know that any of that would happen. Okay. I don't have something that saves them. Okay. I do have a new way for them to earn money. I kind of do too. I'd like to hear yours first. The delinquent road hazards take over. See, I was thinking Chick Hicks takes over. (laughs) Like in Back to the Future 2, when Marty goes back and Biff has completely taken over the town and has a giant casino. I was imagining that, but Chick Hicks. But I think either works, man. Okay, so what happens is either Chick Hicks or delinquent road hazards come to this quaint town and they realize, oh, it's it's just about on the edge of failing. Hey, a few of you, you want to get into a certain kind of business? And uh, they have no real options, so a few of them say yes. And at, at first, it's it's one or two of them. Like maybe maybe uh, maybe Red is like, oh. I gotta take care of Lizzie. No one else <laughs> is gonna take care of Lizzie. I guess I can help clean up your crime scenes afterwards. It's not like I'd be involved in the crime itself. And that's how it gets started. But once they get you in for a little bit, they're going to get you in for a lot. Yeah, because I mean, there are like 10 people in Radiator Springs. Four, a gang of four people could take it over. Mm-hmm. Pretty easily. A, f- a gang of four people who clearly have access to money because they have augmented themselves in many ways. Yeah, that's pretty rough. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think it's very 
I mean, they're they're already out in that area. Like, it doesn't take that much of a stretch to get there. Mm-hmm. So this quaint little town, it becomes a drug den. It becomes a town where this operation is run out of, and it's so out of the way and so hidden that they can hide their operation in plain sight. They get pretty much everyone involved. Sheriff is one of the last people to start working for them, but at that point, all he has to do to work for them is not take them down. And how could he? It's his entire town now are Mm -hmm. delinquent road hazards. And even if he figures it out early, he can't he can't do that to his his best friend. Come on. You can't you can't take Red down. He's he's taking care of Lizzie. He's the only person who's doing it because no one else can. No one can afford anything. And then he talks to the only other person he thinks might be able to like tell him the right thing to do. And that's Sally. And Sally's like, I don't know, man. This town is dead and we just lost Doc. And I think it's I think it's too late to do anything about it. And uh, with that, Sheriff just retires. Yeah. Yeah, man. I don't. Okay. <laughs> Does Radiator Springs being a drug den have any implications past that? Or is that sort of the end of this little road that we have drawn, would you say? I think anyone who's working for this operation gets uh, some upgrades. Everyone gets the beautiful paint jobs from Ramon. Uh, Luigi and Guido start giving them augmentations. I do want to see Lizzie with all of the augmentations. (laughs) Lizzie becomes like treated like a queen. It's strangely uplifting. Uh, The operation becomes uh, very international very quick because they start hiding drugs in tires. Yeah, I think they could this could end up with them falling in line with the lemons from Cars 2. Mm -hmm. The lemons fold them into their operation. We know of a lemon, I can't remember his name, who at least goes to car to radiator springs a lot so maybe without mater being a happier guy he's like yeah man i'll join your villainous organization i got a whole town of criminals if you want me to bring them into the fold and that's exactly what happens it becomes a lemon uh, it becomes a lemonade stand hey when life gives you lemons am i right Okay, so it becomes a haven for a lemon-based drug operation. Incredible. I do want to go down the other road of just... I know it was bleak and you were trying to steer away from it by going down an equally bleak, if not more bleak, road. (laughs) But what if Radiator Springs just slowly and quietly dies... Well, if, if it just slowly and quietly dies, Doc and Lizzie probably die pretty quick. Yeah. I think Sally moves away. I was going to say, I think Sally moves away early. Mm-hmm. Because everyone else in town can sort of depend on each other for some business. But I mean, Sally is a owns a hotel. 
mm-hmm. if there are no people coming in, she doesn't get any business. I and, think Sally moves out right after Flo does. Yeah, Flo's Flo moving out would be a pretty crippling blow, huh? Mm-hmm. Flo moves out. After that, uh, Sally moves out pretty quickly. Ramon tries to stay because he feels like this is his home and he doesn't want to leave. Uh, Luigi and Guido stick around for just a little bit, but after that, they move back to Italy. Yeah. Yeah. And then it's probably just going to end up being uh, Sheriff and Red and Mater. See, I think eventually also Sheriff and Red, like, they've got to be, like, county employees, right? Mm-hmm. Or if not, then city employees. But when the city stops existing, I imagine the county is like, hey, we can't support, nor is there any need of, a police and fire department. We can reassign mm-hmm. you to a neighboring county, or you can just not have a job. So I think it might just be Mater out there. Yeah. I think Sheriff probably just gets retired, though. Yeah, he's pretty old. Yeah, he gets retired. Uh, he stays out there with Mater, and it's pretty much just the two of them. Uh, Red probably gets some work somewhere else. I could see Fillmore staying just because he's a hippie and would just be like, yeah, I've always lived off the land, man. I make my own fuel. I'm fine. <laughs> I think Fillmore is just fine. <laughs> You do you mean Fillmore? I mean Fillmore. Gosh, who's Harv? Harv is his agent. You said it earlier, and it got in my brain. I'm gonna okay. say the word Fillmore right now, and I'm gonna go back in future Lucas's and edit it on top of that. Future <laughs> please Lucas, please do, and please make it very obvious. <laughs> okay, let me get a clean one. Fillmore, <laughs> <laughs> and of course, good old Sarge is just gonna stay, but. I don't know how that's going to be. I think it's going to be uh, Sarge. It's going to be Sheriff. It's going to be Mater. And it's going to be Fillmore. But I think uh, that Sheriff retires. Uh, Sarge just becomes a very angry, bitter recluse. Uh, Mater, he just kind of wanders around, spending his days not knowing what to do. Uh, Fillmore, he takes care of his farm i guess that's it yeah it does i think you're right it does seem like sarge is one bad day away from being just a shut-in doomsday prepper Mm -hmm. so i think that that's absolutely what happens to him yeah okay you know how we said oh in this world mater probably just doesn't have his powers Okay. What, yeah. what what if he did this? But what if we to fill more episode? He did, but in okay. <laughs> what if we were wrong that Mater caused the accident that made lightning come to Radiator Springs in the first place? What if that was a crazy happenstance, and then Mater was like, "Okay, I'm latching on to this dude and using all my powers on him." What happens? to this lonely trickster god if his best friend never shows up. Hmm. Well, the town needs to be revitalized, and he knows that, so he must offer up a sacrifice. 
and that sacrifice, someone he will tote around with him and cause endless amount of pain and hardship for. Sure. But then uh, just like use time magic to fix it. We got to find someone famous, someone who will bring in money and attention. What famous people do we know? In this world, I mean, I'd love it if it was Jane Limo. See, I was thinking that just because famous, but I'm thinking the answer is a certain a certain someone, a certain someone who does not hide his tires because a real car has nothing to hide. Francisco Bernoulli is who John's talking about. He's the Italian car. Bernoulli. Thank you, John. I was not brave enough. He's the <laughs> Italian car who's kind of a jerk from Cars 2. Mm-hmm. So he he comes and guess guess who's real excited? I'm guessing Mater. I was well, I was hoping you'd say Sally, but then I was going to be like, no, it's Luigi and Guido. Oh, I think all three of them would be all four of them would be very excited. Mm-hmm. Mater because he has a person to torture Sally because she's just real into him, and Luigi and Guido for obvious Luigi and Guido uh, F one reasons. Mm-hmm. He may not be a Ferrari either, but he's probably someone they recognize. Also, he might be. We don't know. We don't know. <laughs> I didn't. I don't think they make Formula One cars. I don't know, man. Francisco, can't believe I'm googling. Keep talking. <laughs> okay, so after that point, uncomfortable as it may be, the movie's just the same movie, except instead of Lightning McQueen, it's Francesco. I mean, yeah, he is a Ferrari. Ferrari 150 Italia. Uh, is that what F stands for? You know, it might be. I couldn't tell you. Because I, I thought it was Formula. No, it is. It's Formula One racing. Uh, okay. So it's not... Okay. Yeah. All right. So it's Formula One, and Formula is what the F is. Yeah. All right. So he's a Ferrari, meaning that they're going to love him immediately. So... This does make it more difficult. One of the things that was crucial was that nobody recognized Lightning McQueen. Mm, yeah. Except now we're going to have maybe four people who recognize him. Yeah, Sally already seems pretty into him and knowledgeable about him. Mm-hmm. Flo agreed at the very least. We don't know if she, she knew. seemed enthusiastic. And yeah. then there are, of course, Luigi and Guido would absolutely know who he was mm-hmm. i mean he's basically from their hometown i yep. think it's established mm-hmm. so yeah i think like i think they would recognize him and then mater's eyes would glow and <laughs> they, they wouldn't would... recognize him anymore yeah because he needs it to go the way cars goes <laughs> he needs events to transpire in a certain way well the problem is pretty much sally Sally has to be the one that doesn't care that he's a racer. Yeah. Because uh, when they find out he's a race car, they're still excited until they realize that he is not and does not know any Ferraris. <laughs> so maybe Mater's eyes glow and uh, friend, friend Francisco forgets he's a, a Ferrari. <laughs> and also Luigi and Guido forget what Ferraris look like. And are okay. They just know they like him. Sally's just no longer into his very open frame, I guess. 
See, I, I don't even think we need that because Sally was into lightning already. Like, she thought he was a hottie. She just thought he was a, a jerk also. Okay. I think it's fine for Sally to still find Francisco hot. See, I want to disagree there, but at the same time, when she actually meets him, she acts the same way she acted with Lightning McQueen the first time. And she's like, oh, not very impressive. Yeah. And then afterwards, while they're alone, she and Flo talk enthusiastically about him. So maybe that's what Sally did in Cars 1. Whenever she wasn't actually faced with Lightning McQueen, she's like, man, that guy is cute. He destroyed our road, which is the lifeblood of our town that's dying. But, you know, that, I don't know, spoiler, though. I mean, I hate to see him go, but love, love to, to watch him leave. leave. Incredible. <laughs> oh. Do you think that lightning pulling, uh, is it Bessie? It's Bessie, that, yeah. Okay, uh, do you think it's him pulling Bessie along and getting, like, covered in grime and, like, small burns and doing that manual labor do you think that's exciting do you think that's like the uh marvel movie shirtless scene i think it probably did it for her, man mm-hmm. it, we already see that it does it for flow i think flow openly comments on how attractive she thinks lightning is fixing the road i may be thinking mm-hmm. of lizzie someone comments on it but if it's flow we've already seen <laughs> that her and Sally have at least some amount of similar taste. What does what does he do to destroy the road? Be harder because... for him. He he couldn't pull something as well as lightning does. Yes, and he would also be more delicate, so the crashing into things would probably destroy him. I mean, I don't want to just keep explaining things by Mater glows and it happens. <laughs> so I won't. Uh... He's, he scares someone else into doing it. I don't know. Uh, Mater glows and it happens. Oops, I did it anyway. <laughs> okay, maybe it's maybe it's speeding. Maybe he accidentally, like, she doesn't get permanently hurt from it, but maybe he, like, runs into Lizzie. Oh, no. But, yeah. <laughs> and instead of having we... to fix the road, he has to look after Lizzie until she feels better. Mm-hmm. Because it has to be something that he can hit, and it will be more hurt than him. <laughs> yeah, I imagine Lizzie would be. Mm-hmm. Maybe it's just he runs into the fence and lets all of Fillmore's livestock out. Yeah, they just destroyed the town. That works for me. Okay, that that sounds better. Okay, so he accidentally lets all of them free, and they destroy the town. And that's why he's trapped there for a bit. Incredible. But I do have another character, characters even, that I want to discuss as becoming Mater's trapped best friends. And they are characters we actually see enter Radiator Springs during Cars. That's right. What if instead of Lightning McQueen being the first new face Mater has seen in so long, and thus becoming the object of his obsession, one of the first new faces he saw were Minnie and Van. (laughs) See, Lucas, part of me thinks that that's already happened. Okay. Because when we see them at the very end of Cars 1, they are going to die. Yeah. And they are in Cars 2. They're fine. And they're fine. 
So I'm thinking that Minnie and Van are already playthings of Mater, because who else could have dragged them out of the desert but Mater? Who else could help them around in the same way that Mater could? He's he's already playing with them. They're just little entertainments for him, and that is all. And they will be trapped there until the end of time. Yeah, but there's a difference between being just the toys Mater pulls out of the box every once in a while and the Woody or Buzz of of Mater being Lightning McQueen. Like, if Minnie and Van are the two things, the two people that he decides, like, no, you were there when I time-traveled throughout the world, and they go, no, no, please, no, and then they're (laughs) thrust into the past. They remember being thrust into the past, I guess. That, I don't know. A lot, this movie changes a lot. Things that happen in these things change a lot if instead of a young upstart racer, it's a middle-aged couple. I think that a lot more of his adventures would probably be centered around like romance-based situations in that case. Maybe sitcoms. I think it would be a situation where, okay, I've got these two playthings and they're my focus. Okay, they're a married couple. Maybe I should also be a couple. So Mater decides, hey, Miss Sally. And his eyes start to glow. And and she falls in love with him. Yes, he puts her under his thrall. We all understand. (laughs) We already know he's a vampire. That's a a canonical power of vampires is to enthrall women, people. But anyway... Uh, Mater's a vampire and he puts Sally under his vampiric thrall. Mm-hmm. <laughs> of course. We all understand. So he can go on double date uh, reality bending adventures with Minnie and Van who are his two main playthings if lightning ever shows up. We all understand mm-hmm. this. Yes. Of course. I imagine... Does Sally become a vampire? No, she just becomes a... She stays a vampire's thrall, John. Come on. Okay. Keep up. <laughs> Uh, so it's it's not like real love no oh god like i mean not even for mater no it's not like he doesn't want her to stick around i mean in the same way that it's definitely not real love what he feels for mia and tia you know fair enough (laughs) yeah i had forgotten that he definitely has two other thralls yeah man like i kept thinking about him manipulating Mia and Tia, but I didn't think of them as thralls exactly. Yeah, that's fair enough. It's a reasonable thing to not think of them as. But like when you think about it, one of the things, one of the vampire abilities in some retellings is that he can turn into animals, including a dog, Mm. and he turns them into dogs. Man, that's wild. It's wild. But do you think there's anything to, do you think without lightning, Mater is even more unhinged. Do you think that Lightning's journey to becoming a better car person, like, that rubs off a bit on Mater a little bit and makes him, you know... Like, clearly he's still a maniac who bends reality and treats people as his playthings, but is he even worse if he never meets Lightning McQueen? Well, if we're talking the Mater that they intended 
the sure. not God King version. Yeah, that uh, Mater's just a cool guy. He's uh, kind of dumb. Cars 2 was a strange amount of growth for him in his, hey, you need to treat some situations a little bit more seriously. You need to uh, utilize the skills you have. And also it showed him that he has value in situations that he might not think he has. And I think that helps him grow. And I think exposure to different cultures is a good thing for him growth-wise in general. So I think him being secluded for longer and more secluded, definitely not going to be great for him. Yeah. But if we're talking God King Mater, I think he doesn't change unless he wants to change. I think you're absolutely right. I was saying it and I was thinking at the back of my head, of course that doesn't. He's no better or worse. He is what he is. He's an elder god. <sighs> Last thing, Minnie and Van. What if they have a kid? And what is what is Mater? What is Mater's relationship with the child? They have a kid, and I think two two directions. If we're going sitcom route, he is the uncle that lives with them for no reason. Yeah, he's Uncle Jesse. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or he becomes a zordon-esque figure or uh, i can't even remember his name a van helsing he becomes van helsing and he is the guy who owns the 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 garbage facility the junkyard he owns the junkyard that this child goes to yeah he goes full stan helsing and he raises this kid to be a vampire crime fighter which yeah. does mean that i'm implying that van helsing is a vampire yeah who'd, and they I just never know, find man. out yeah that'd be cool i'd like that <laughs> so you're saying he's a little alucard uh and and major just raises him and passes on some of his power to them uh which is alarming because what that means i'll say is that this kid is going to have to learn to use the powers of Mater, which seem to be focused around his hook. So he's going to have to be a fork truck, and Minnie and Van aren't. So that's going to raise some questions. Until Mater's eyes glow, and they're like, it's always been Mater's child, of course. Uh, let's go to prehistoric Rome. Uh, <laughs> and then it's fine. Man. A successful first foray into, I don't know, what are we calling this? Carvel's What If? <laughs> Did you come up with anything better than that by chance? I was really hoping you would. Nope. Okay, that's a shame. If you have a better name for our show, we'd love to hear it. We'd love it if it involved What If? Because, you know, it's what we're ripping off and what we're trying to steal the zeitgeist from. But, I don't know. If you have one... You can send it to our email, which is thechat at gmail.com, or tweet it at us on Twitter, the, at thechat. It's the end of the episode. We didn't make that very clear, and I apologize. Thank you for listening. Everything's happening all out of order. But thank you for listening. I think both of us are pretty sleepy, so I don't know. I feel like we got a little more out there than usual, which I'm not going to apologize for. I got to imagine that's what you listened for, so you're welcome. Hmm. Weird energy I've taken. John talks some. <laughs> Remember to like, comment, subscribe, tell anyone and everyone you think might be the least bit interested in this kooky little podcast. 
rate and review, which are things you can actually do. Yes. And uh, until next time, remember to float like a Cadillac. And sting like a Beamer.